I firmly believe a strong business has a strong network. And this podcast is designed to break that invisible wall between listener and speaker. Every guest on this podcast is waiting for your connection, coffee chat, or discovery call. So listen in and continue the conversation. Are you ready? Let's get to it. Welcome to Discovery Call Podcast. I am Danny Hamlet, your host, and I am so excited for you to meet Brittany Dixon today. First of all, in her bio, she says that she helps business owners reclaim 10 hours a week without hiring a new contractor. That's amazing. But before we jump into it, I'm going to do some housekeeping and remind you of the goals that we have for this year. So the goals on this podcast is that every guest who comes on the podcast receives five coffee chats and two discovery calls. That requires you to listen in and find some interesting things that the guest talked about and then continue the conversation beyond this podcast episode. I'm asking you to basically step out of that, I don't know, invisible listening bubble and actually meet the people that are here. They come on this podcast expecting new connections, and I am so excited for the amazing new connections and wonderful network that is going to build just from listening to this podcast. And that's about it. Let's get right to it. I would love for you to meet Brittany. Brittany, welcome to the podcast. Could you share with my guest who you are and what you do? Thank you so much for having me. First off, my name is Brittany Dixon. I'm the CEO of Brittany and co, and we really are here to help business owners build a business without burnout by implementing some simple time management and task management and client management systems that really frees up their time and helps them work smarter, not harder. I started off in the wedding and event planning industry. I actually then moved into organizing houses. I actually was like the Marie Kondo and did the whole systems inside your house. And now I do the same thing for businesses. So I've always just been that like type A organized person. I had twins as well. So it was kind of like a necessity to become an organized person, not necessarily a luxury that I had. So yeah, really, I am just here to help business owners get organized so that they can get back to doing what they love instead of all that other backend stuff that no one likes. That is fantastic. And we definitely need that help, right? Because you can really get bogged down by all that, all those details, or just that knowledge that you are leaving money on the table somewhere because your systems are just not in place. Yes. And that's the biggest thing as entrepreneurs, we didn't start a business to run a business. We started a business because we're really good at something and we knew we can monetize it. But in order to have a business, you've got to have some of these things in the back end. So And so do you have a team or is it just you? Yeah. So I have a small team. Um, I have an online business manager that does um, some of the community management, some of the admin things kind of keeps me on track as the CEO. I also have someone that pitches me on podcasts and helps me kind of manage that whole process. And then I have a bookkeeper, which is actually the first person that I outsource to, because uh, while I like to see the numbers in the big picture, it's also not my jam. So, (laughs) Uh, but yeah, just contractors. And um, I plan on keeping it that way. Super small, lean team because we've got systems so we can just make it real efficient. And who are the clients you tend to serve? Like what is your, your niche? 
I am really in the online service provider space. Um, I run into a lot of people that do like social media, marketing, virtual assisting, a lot of bookkeepers actually, which is interesting, but it's really those people that they're getting ready to kind of either add on a team member or maybe launch a new offer. They've got something bigger kind of planned than what they've got right now and maybe don't have the systems to kind of support that. So, uh, but I, I love the online service provider space. It's just such a awesome space and we all are doing such amazing things and I want to make it easier for everyone. I love it. I love it. And it is such an awesome place. I, you know, face into this over the past few years and it's just such an amazing community that you really do not know exist until you get into it. Yes. Oh my gosh. I thought I was crazy and lived under a rock. Like I literally didn't find the online space until 2017. And I was like, what is this? I'm like, there's so many coaches and like consultants and course creators and people doing this awesome stuff. And like, we're almost on our own little Island. And like, once you find it, it's an awesome party, but until you find it, you have no idea. It's there. It's like, you know, and everyone has like their little secret sauce VA kind of running in the background. And if people aren't talking about, you know, these people they're contracting out to, you're just not fully aware of that. So it's, it's awesome. So this podcast is all about discovery call, right? It's right in that name. And I'm really speaking to people who are, maybe they're just starting out, kind of entering into the online space. We just talked about like, whoa, this is a legit job. Or they are just hitting a lull. You know, you can really get head down in your work and just focus on like working with your clients and kind of forget that you have to not forget, but you run out of time to kind of run that discovery side of your business. Um, so can you share maybe an example or a story in which you switched something up in your business and you felt like your visibility increased. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I'm going to say a couple things here. One of the things that I think, and it took a little while, cause obviously like when you start business, you have to learn all the things and kind of figure out what you like and what you don't like and what you're good at and what you're not good at. So there, there is a discovery process in that. But I think once I became known for something very specific, like a specific tool that I help implement, um, it's easier for people to refer you. And they talk about this all the time, right? Riches are in the niches. Um, but even for me, like talking very specifically about Asana, 17 hats and Kartra, people just relate your name to those things. And obviously it doesn't have to be a software. It could be the service that you offer or who you offer it for. But I think by being known for something very specific, it helps increase your visibility because people then know exactly if someone's like, Hey, I need help with a sauna. They're like, Oh my gosh, you have to talk to Brittany. Hey, I need help with 17 hats CRM. They're like, oh, I have a person. So it's just easier for people to connect and like put that connection point in their mind to you when you're very, very specific. Um, the other thing I think that was such a huge game changer for me. And, um, I actually just did a class on this not too long ago your calendar, if you don't control it, it's going to control you. So I literally put an hour to two hours of like sales and follow-up time on my calendar on repeat every single day, because if I don't do that hour of time of following up and connecting with people and like sending emails and getting on social media, if I don't do that, no one knows what I do. <laughs> so you've got to be very intentional with that time of putting yourself out online, whether that be content or interacting with people or sending DMS, because let's be real business is people. Like you've got to have relationships with people. Um, so if you don't put that on your calendar, it's going to get pushed to the bottom, especially if you're a person that just wants to do the thing and you don't actually want to sell your business. You're like, I just want to do the work. 
you kind of have to do the other part to have the work to do the work. So, uh, making sure that you're just intentional with putting that time on there for sure. I like the idea of, yes, you manage your calendar or your calendar is going to manage you. Right. So you kind of have to literally set aside time. And I've even been trying to set aside time where I just comment on people's content that I want to engage with. Um, so there's so many ways you can use that time effectively, but Yes. Yeah. And I think it's, it's taking it one step farther, right? Like you just said that kind of like process that you go through during that time. What does that look like for you? Because there's a thousand different ways you could do like sales and follow-up and marketing time, but what is something that you like doing? What is something that is actually working for you? Does it work for you to go and do these comments and then just do follow-ups? Do you need to get on calls? Like it's going to look very different. And I think that's where you do have to do some testing and kind of experimenting, right. And see what works the best. But once you can kind of get in that flow, like for me, I can go into my CRM and like that hour is like power hour and I'm knocking out emails and I'm sending messages and like commenting and all the things because I have a process to follow. Um, but again, if you don't do that, the people aren't going to come to you and just magically find you. (laughs) It's so true. Yes. That does not happen. Right. (laughs) It doesn't. We all think it should. We're like, but I'm amazing. Just come to me. But there are so many other people that are amazing. Like it just doesn't work that way. (laughs) And I also remember someone explaining that the follow-up process, I mean, you don't just follow up once to somebody, right? You kind of have to a couple of times do that. Oh my gosh. I have the perfect story for this. So Um, I had been introduced to somebody at a networking event and they sent like an email introduction. They're like, Oh my gosh, you have to talk to this person. Like it would be a great fit. So I got that introduction email. Of course I was like, thanks for the intro. Like so-and-so I would love to chat, like let's hop on a call. Um, so then I set a follow-up task to check back in with them because it's not just enough to send that email and hope that they respond. Um, because people are busy, right? So I set a follow-up task and still hadn't heard back to schedule a call. So I checked in, I was like, Hey, so-and-so connected us. I just wanted to see if you were up for a chat. I'd love to just get to know you and your business. Nothing again. So I set a follow-up task, did it again. It took three times to even get on a phone call. And then we had said phone call We were he was very interested. He's like, oh my gosh, this is exactly what I need, but I need to talk to my team. I'm like, okay, cool. So I set another follow-up task and it took seven touch points from the time I sent a proposal to him closing seven touch points to get him to close. And that last email, because you know, the insecurity creeps in, I'm like, Oh, he hasn't responded six times. Like I should not even send the seventh one, (laughs) but I did, I sent it. And he was like, thank you so much for following up. I've been so busy. And I know that you keep emailing me and I'm signing right now. And I was like, okay, let's do this. But that's the thing, the fortunes and the follow-up everyone's busy everyone's busy. And if you don't keep touching base with them, my new philosophy is it's a yes until they've said no. So they have come to you and they're interested and it's going to be a yes until they tell you no. So, um, now obviously you don't want to be like spammy and like every single day reaching out and that kind of thing. But, um, that was one thing that I was like that. Yeah. Fortunes in the follow-up. It's a game changer. You kind of have to push past, like you said, the insecurity, because you kind of think I cannot send one more email. And that's when you know that you might be just getting close enough to sending enough, <laughs> but just, yeah, that follow-up. And I, I love the fact too, that yes, we have to remember that people are busy and you, those are the people that can afford to hire you and need you right. As a service provider, you are, you're pursuing busy people. And so you're going to need to follow up a couple of times 
if I would have just stopped there, right? Like I literally would have left money on the table. I had this contract out there and it was a huge project. And if I would have just stopped following up and not touched base with him again, he probably wouldn't have signed on or it would have taken it for him to have like that super pain point where he's like, no, seriously, I need it right now, (laughs) which would have been a much more dire situation. So, um, and I know that's hard, especially in the beginning, because you're afraid of someone saying no, or feeling like you're salesy. And I still have those feelings. So I think it's just this muscle that we have to build of like knowing that if we just keep following up, we would be able to serve them. And it's not just the sale, right? And for most service providers, it's not just a sale. We're here to help and we're here to um, do something for them to help make their business better. So exactly. As service providers, we are very much so involved with the investment that we're putting into their business, right? It's just, it's a very unique quality that service providers just need to have to do well. What would be that number one advice that you kind of just wish you had when you started off? Besides niching down and adding that sales time to your calendar, um, you have to have a CRM, even if it's just you. I that's literally the number one, like objection I get from solopreneurs is they're like, it's just me. I don't need a CRM. And, um, I would argue that you need one more because it's just you. Uh, it's so hard to keep track of everything. And we can talk to people in so many places. Now you've got Instagram DMS and Facebook and LinkedIn and TikTok and like all of these different social media platforms. You've got people emailing you and texting you and calling you like, you have to have one central location to be able to keep track of those. Because if you don't, you're literally forgetting about people and you're not meaning to, right? There's just only so many hours in the day and almost only so much space in your brain to like keep all of that in there. And as soon as I implemented a really streamlined CRM is when I saw sales increase, because again, going back to that follow-up, right? I was able to say, Hey, I just chatted with this person. I'm going to follow up with them next week. Hey, I just chatted with them. I'm going to follow up next week. And I was able to set those tasks for myself. Whereas if I was keeping that in my head, two weeks would go by and be like, oh gosh, I forgot to follow up with that guy. And he's probably found someone else by now. Right. Um, so, and I knew about CRMs when I was kind of starting out as a solopreneur, but again, I said the same thing. I'm like, it's just me. I don't need that. Um, but my business really took a huge turn once I started implementing one for sure. That is awesome. And what are some that you recommend? I mean, I know you can have, there's a wide range of CRMs. I always tell people that your the softwares out there are not the magic fix and you really need to know your goals and what that looks like for you first. But that being said, I've worked with numerous service providers and I have my favorites. Um, so 17 hats is actually my favorite for solopreneurs because it includes a lot of things. It's your CRM, but it's also proposals, contracts, invoicing, your scheduler keeps track of client tasks. It's kind of like that really robust all in one, but it's still easy to use. Um, so if it's just you, or if you have like a VA that will work for you, if you are kind of like going to have a bigger team or you're going to have like a sales team, or you have really big growth goals, uh, my favorite's actually pipe drive also simple and easy to use, but works really well with kind of a bigger team and a bigger business. So, um, those would probably be my top two, but like I said, I'm a, I'm a 17 hats girl. <laughs> 
I love it. I've actually never heard of 17 hats. I'm going to definitely check that out yeah. after this. <laughs> yeah. I have a link if you want to check it. I actually have a behind the scenes video I did of it and you can like check it out and see what it's all about. Um, it's very similar to like Dubsado and Honeybook and, um, what's the other one? Plutio. They all kind of do the same thing and I've tried all of them and 17 hats is my favorite for sure. Awesome. And do you have a process with your systems. I mean, I kind of feel like I was checking into a few things and I was really drawn to colors and you really, I mean, obviously I love colors, <laughs> but I'm like, tell tell me more. So what, what is your trick? Yes, yes, yes. Okay. So first off, so my business is Brittany and co. And I also the BCO method. Um, I love acronyms and all the things. So B stands for business development. C stands for client services and O stands for operations. And those are the departments that every business has, regardless how many people you have right now, some bigger businesses, they take business development. It's like sales market. It, so many different things, but, um, I use all things green for business development. Cause it's like money and then all things clients are pink. And then all things operations and business, like backend is blue. And then I have purple for personal. So I color code my calendar. I color code Asana, but the colors mean the same thing anywhere that you see it. So even my Google drive and my like Gmail folders, are all the same color. Um, because it helps my brain. Like if I see blue, it's business. If I see purple, it's personal. If I see green, it's something that's making me money. <laughs> so it's just super helpful to have like a simplified color system across the board. Um, because then I can be like, Oh, we've got all these money-making activities going on today. <laughs> that is so cool. I did not even ever thought of the fact that you could just make it work for all your different platforms, right? Everything. Yes. And we use the BCO method to organize everything. So my email folders are in the BCO folders, my Google drive, my Asana, my bookmarks, um, stuff on my desktop, like everything, because if you only have three categories that it goes into and then personal, um, your brain has to think a lot less. It's like, oh, that falls into business development. Nope. That's clients. Nope. That's operations. Um, so we we've literally used that to organize our entire business and strategy. That is awesome. Do you do that for your clients as well? Like they can pick their colors. I do. Yes. Yeah. And obviously they get to pick their own colors, but I'm like, I highly suggest blue for business because BB and purple for personal, but you can pick your own colors. If you'd like, just keep it consistent. <laughs> My calendar is very blue and purple, just all the things. And then you got all the green activities for making money. What are the pathways in which people can work with you? I mean, is it kind of, do you come in and just do I will set up your systems for you or long-term, like, how does that work? That's a great question. So, um, we've kind of found two different paths work for most people. Um, we have a group coaching kind of like first level mastermind year long program. It's called hustle to flow. That is for kind of those, like, I want to learn it myself. I want to figure it out, but I need some help. <laughs> uh, so we have a lot of coaching calls every single month. You can come and ask your questions. We have an entire course that teaches you everything all the video tutorials, all the templates. Um, so it really is that like, do it yourself with some support. And then we also have VIP days where we'll come and just do it for you. So this is kind of for those people that have more of an established business. And they're like, you know what? I don't have a CRM yet, but I need you to set that up and I don't have time to learn it. So just come do it. <laughs> um, so we'll do CRM setups for people. We also do project management setups. Again, our favorite is Asana, but we'll do those setups and then we'll basically train them and pass it off. So we don't do any kind of management. It really is either 
teaching or implementing and teaching and kind of passing it off to the business owner for a couple of reasons, obviously like that we are able to then serve more people. Uh, but I'm all about like, I want to teach you how to do it. So I don't have to keep coming back. Like that whole teach Amanda fish kind of thing. I'm like, I want you to know how to do it after I set it up. <laughs> um, so those are kind of our two, two pathways. And then we have our free community and our podcast and that sort of thing. If you're not ready for an investment, cause obviously we want to support those new entrepreneurs as well. I really like the idea of it's kind of like that one and done system a bit, right? There's a the teaching program, but also, um, I think for business owners, sometimes that's just what you need. I mean, I don't need to hire someone for a month and month out. I just need to get this kick started. And that's what we found. I actually worked on retainer for a while and it was just this long drawn out process. And they're like, I need to get back to stuff. And I'm like, cool, let's set up your CRM and like send you on your way. And they're like, yeah, that works a lot better. I'm like, all right, we're going to go this route. I like to ask this one question. What are you learning right now? I've actually dove into a lot of like personal development and I actually, I'm reading the book deep work and I just started therapy, um, which is very brand new for me, but, um, I just, I kept hitting this wall in business and I listened to this masterclass and it was like, if it's not a business problem, it's a you problem. I'm like, Oh, that hit hard. <laughs> so just really starting to kind of dive into that, like deep work and like interpersonal stuff to kind of get rid of some of those childhood trauma blocks that are probably in my business on a day-to-day -day basis. And then I actually just started growing my own food with a lettuce garden inside the house. So that's been an interesting experiment, like learning how to grow like lettuce and herbs and plants with like a hydroponic thing. Like I am not a gardener. Like I would kill plants in like five minutes, but this thing like does its own thing. So yeah, learning that and hanging out with kids, like growing some lettuce on the side. <laughs> I got therapy and lettuce. That is awesome. But like, I I'm the same way. I kill plants. I planted bushes and they lived, but I literally look at plants and say, can you live independently without my care? You will be fine. And this thing like literally takes five minutes a week to like put more nutrients and fill the water. And I'm like, I can handle that. Right. Like I'm good. But if I have to like water it and like put it in the sun and like move it and it's not happening. <laughs> I'm with you. <laughs> yes. Oh, and I love the fact that you have, I read the book. I'm thinking I'm in the middle of the book, deep work a bit. And so, and I really love that what they pull out is just that really what's going to like stand the test of time is someone being a really expert. Yeah. It's a good one. It's a good one. Definitely diving into that. Lots of stuff has come up and I've seen, I'm like, Oh, that's, that's one of the blocks in my business. Awesome. All right, let's fix it. Like then I'm just in problem solving mode and I'm like, all right, let's, what's the step to fix it. <laughs> yes. And I love the journey of therapy as well, because you're right. You kind of get to that point where you realize, okay, there's blocks and it's, it's, it's me. I'm the block. And so working on that. Yes. Yeah. So it's been, it's been good. Interesting. Lettuce therapy. Go for it. It's fun. <laughs> yeah. I love it. It's perfect. <laughs> awesome. So where can people find you? Where do you hang out online the most? Um, so Instagram, Brittany and co.consulting, um, we have our community over in mighty network. So it's very similar to a Facebook group, but the productivity pod community community.co. And I actually just started up a TikTok. It's the same handle as Instagram. Uh, so that's been really fun. And I actually hang out there quite a bit. So Instagram, TikTok, and our, our free community would probably be the top places. That's excellent. TikTok is on my list. We'll get there. It's uh, it was one of those blocks I had to work through of like my perfectionism. And I'm like five, four, three, two, one, just post it, just post it. 
That is awesome. <laughs> I love it. Awesome. Well, Brittany, thank you so much. I feel like you gave so much in this episode. I, I hope everyone took notes and just thank you for just sharing your experience with my audience. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for having me. All right. So hold up before you go and skip to your next podcast in your podcast feed. Cause I know, I know I do it too. I want to remind you that Brittany also has a podcast. We did not talk about that a ton in our interview, mostly because she had wrapped up season one and hasn't didn't start season two until a few weeks ago. So if you go over to the show notes, you'll find the link to this. It is called the Productivity Podcast. I, that came out really strange, <laughs> but the Productivity Podcast is the name. And this will be a great introduction to um, a little more what Brittany is doing. She shares her backstory over, you know, what 2022 was like. And I'm not going to lie. I feel like for many of us, that year was a doozy. So she touches on that, but also you get a feel for the community that she's building. And I feel like there's a lot of my listeners who could really benefit from her membership and community. And I'm not going to lie, Brittany, I might be reaching out to you because I'm absolutely fascinated with, with what you're doing. So that link to book a coffee chat with Brittany is also down there in the show notes. Super easy. Click on it, book a time, and Brittany would love to connect with you. And you also know that she's going to have a fantastic CRM on her end. So you're not going to be lost in the sea of new connections. It's fantastic. (laughs) So I loved having Brittany on. I hope you enjoyed listening to her and I hope you connect with her soon. With that said, you can also connect with me as well. My link is also in the show notes. Um, I am a social media slash podcast manager. So I help my clients stay consistent online or on their mic. And it is a ton of fun. So that is a wrap for this week. I know that I originally said that I was going to have a podcast release every week in January. And I will be honest with you, that was my plan. But I'll also be honest with you, um, I need to grow my team. So until then... It's going to be bi-weekly, y'all, and I think you're going to be okay. (laughs) So I will see you in two weeks for another Discovery Call.